welcome to episode 14. Is that what we're on? 14? Yeah. Episode 14 of the Gold Card Podcast. I am Vince Colotti at Chilotti LOL. With me tonight, as usual, we have John George at the Esports Plug. How's everybody doing? Calvin T at Ruler R Sama. Hi. And Chris Chung at Prime Time. We are back, boys. That's right. Uh, so, we've got a lot to get into this show, so we're going to hustle it up. Uh, maybe a little bit less banter than usual, but we'll see how long that lasts, right? Uh, so today's show, we're going to talk about uh, our rankings, uh, power rankings and tiers for the NALCS, for the LEC in Europe, and then we have week one action starting on Saturday morning. I'm hype. Uh, as good as MSI was, I am ready to get back into the swing of things, and I've got a lot of sweet picks I like this week, so I'm looking forward to that. Hey, you guys got anything before we start out, or we just want to fire right into this thing? Let's get on to this thing, man. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm about it. All right, so let's start with North America. Um, anybody want to go first? Any volunteers? I don't mind going first. Go for I'll it. pop in there. Go for so it. we're going power rankings for North America here. Um, the biggest thing for me that seems to be the different from what I'm hearing from people around the world is like Team Liquid's a clear number one, guys. 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 Come on. Come on, guys. All yeah. these. What's up with th- all three people on the dive picking TSM to finish higher than Team Liquid? Why? I don't get it. TSM's that. name value has got to be just insane. They they were this exact team basically like a year ago, and they weren't that good. So, like, what is Grig like a monster all of a sudden, and everybody knows it except for me? Like, what finals a team does not make? As you yeah, and I, and I mean, it's one finals that they probably didn't even deserve to be in. But even like, even if they'd won last season, like, even if they 3 0 Team Liquid last season, like, the players on this team are just not as good. Like, he's just, I don't know, man. Okay, Team Liquid number one for sure. I've got Cloud Nine in it, its own tier as the second tier. I definitely think they're better than uh, than Team Solo Mid. Uh, I think they should have beat them in the semifinals last split. I think it was mostly a mental issue that caused Cloud9 to win that, not that they had worse players or worse drafts, or I think they just kind of broke down in that series. But, like, that happens to teams. So many people want to give TSM a ton of credit for crushing Cloud9, but they won't give that same credit to some of these other teams. Like, ask those same people if JDG is better than Fun Plus Phoenix. They're the people no, who are going to say JDG is yeah. better. It's the same. same yeah, group. but they won't, though. That's the thing that blows my mind. They won't. Yeah. Like, everybody knows that JDG got lucky to beat Fun Plus Phoenix, but no one will admit the same thing for Team Solo Mid. Like, everyone's just saying Team Solo Mid, it was all skill. Every other upset that happened, it was just it was BS on the day. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think it's that extreme, To be <laughs> just to be clear. I don't think it's as extreme as JDG, because I do think TSM is a good team, right? I think they're the third or fourth best team in yeah, North America. I, I, I think that I think you can't debate, really. I mean, maybe we can. We'll we'll get into that. But they're they're, they're a playoff team. Like they deserve to yeah, be there. Sure. They're good. They're one of the yeah. best teams in in the region. You know that that's not a for JDG was legit like a five hundred team. Like, yeah, they were, I mean, like, JDG was a bigger upset for sure. Yeah, so I don't think it's quite fair to compare the two. But I I, I, just I get like, what you're saying. I like that example. Yeah. Every other time another upset has happened this year or like last split. People will admit that it was like a kind of lucky or something happened on the day or whatever, except for TSM and Cloud9. Everyone's like, nah, TSM 100%, and they should have beat Liquid. Like, people are just, okay. In any case, I got TSM in my third tier, along with 100 Thieves, Golden Guardians, and FlyQuest. Um, And when I did my breakdown uh, for the NALCS, what I said was, I think TSM is the fourth best team in North America, 
I'm just not sure who the third best team is yet. Like, I think between 100 Thieves, Golden Guardians, and FlyQuest, I think one of those teams will end up being better than Team Solomid. I'm just not sure which one yet. Like, all those teams have the potential to be better. I'm not sure who's going to take that step up. But I think one of those three teams will end up uh, coming third with TSM coming fourth. Uh, then I have a gap going down to my next tier, which is just Clutch Gaming. Um, I think Clutch Gaming is going to take a big step up this season. I think Piglet demanding so much attention despite not really being anything special at all and the toxic attitude that seems to come along with having Piglet on your roster has really like messed that team up last season. But we're in a mid-top metagame right now with Huni and Demonte, who I think was very good last season. Uh, if, he's, if he's taking another step forward, I think this team will be pretty good. Like a clear cut above the bottom three. Have they said anything on record about whether or not they're going to be doing like a mid bot swap situation? Like, what's the deal with Pickle? Like, is he playing any carrier? They, from what I or saw, they announced that he's. Up. I think he's back to the academy team. Okay, yeah, because I, I wasn't really sure. Like, I they like announced. They announced that Cody's son is the starting eighty carry, and they announced Demonte as the starting mid laner. Okay. Uh, let's see. So their academy roster does not have Piglet on it. Okay, so that makes me think that it's going to be like a platoon in the mid lane. With... They didn't announce. So. Yeah, they didn't announce Piglet anywhere. Like he's not announced on their starting roster or on that, their academy. That makes roster. me think he's going to be like the sub for the starting roster. Yeah, the like, sub mid laner maybe. Yeah, sub mid laner. That's what I last saw as well. He can but... play mid. Like he's not. He's a good player. Well, that's what he like, did towards the end of the split. Yeah. I'd much rather them just stick with Demonte. I thought Demonte had a lot of upside, and yeah, Demonte's good. If they've given him some chance to to get better here and gel with the new team, I'm, I'd prefer to just see Demonte be the mid laner. And then in the very bottom tier, um, I have Optic. I think Optic is better than Echo Fox and CLG. It's kind of close for me. The CLG, yeah, I had Echo Fox as my worst team, and I think that's still true. Last split, they were my worst team. They didn't really make any changes. I just don't see how they're... I think there was a huge mistake by them not to go pick up some players. They overperformed last season, so they might have been able to tell people, like, hey, we were a playoff team. Like, you come over here, you can help us out. Like, they might have been able to con some people into this, and they didn't do it. Like, in particular, I know Apollo and Hakuho have been together forever, but they probably could have gotten JJ from FlyQuest with Wadid coming over. I would have gone out and gotten a different support. I would have gotten a different top laner. I probably would have gotten a different AD carry. <laughs> I don't know. It might have been worth it just to bring a new support or AD carry in just to see what happens. I said know? they should fire everybody and build around Phoenix. Like, Phoenix was very good last Phoenix, season. Dude, all right, so I, I want to agree with you so bad on this, but okay. he's... All right, I think it's a little bit overblown that he has this history of, like, tilting out or having, like, emotional issues or, like, he's got attitude problems. I think that's overblown a little bit. But that's also not exactly someone I want to build around. And I don't – I mean, he, he's a lot like Dardock to me where he kind of screams to be built around. Like, he's a hell of a player. But it's a matter of whether or not you can take the ups and downs of, you know, their character, their personality, whatever it happens to be. Now, I think I think all that stuff gets a little bit overblown by, you know, the, the, the media and Riot doing – Riot does a really good job with the broadcast, but they tend to overgeneralize things or overexaggerate things just for the, you know, the viewing pleasure, you know? Yeah. Because people love drama. But I think he's a case where uh, – I am I see, I'm a little skeptical building around him. But I, I get what you're saying, and I think 
there's something to that. And they should just make the all Ragers team. Just get Dardock and Phoenix together. Yeah, call it, build call it build Ragers. Like that, right? Yeah, build, build Ragers around them. And then just see if somehow all their all their arrogance and bravado builds into some sort of super arrogant, overconfident team that crushes everyone. Like a Chinese team or something. Yeah, right. Like Fun Plus all of a sudden. But that's me. So I got Optic down there, followed by CLG and Echo Fox in last place. All right, cool. I'm going to follow up because John and I have, like, remarkably similar lists. So I'll do this, and then Calvin and Chris can tee off on us because I think they disagree with us on a few things. So... I have the same thing. I have Liquid in their own tier. Uh, they're like the only S tier team to me. Uh, to me, S tier is like international competitor, like actual contender for top eight at Worlds. Uh, I have Cloud Nine in their own tier, like own A tier, which is they'll they'll, they'll get the Worlds. I think they'll place, you know, they'll do okay in groups, but I don't know if they'll get out. Then I have a third tier that's like kind of A plus or like B plus, whatever you want to call it. That's like Solo Mid, Hundred Thieves, Golden Guardians, and FlyQuest, which is exactly what John had. But I also like I don't know the order that these teams are going to finish in. My gut tells me it's this order, which is TSM, Hundred Thieves, Golden Guardians, FlyQuest. But it wouldn't surprise me to see any one of these teams finish third, and you know, even if TSM finished sixth, it wouldn't quite surprise me. So then I have Clutch in their own tier. I think they're a bit better than Optic and Echo Fox and CLG. And that's my final tier is Optic, Echo Fox, and CLG. I think they're both – maybe Optic's a little bit better. Like, Optic's the plus team of this group just because they have the best individual players, I think. So maybe the individual players can carry – Crown's good enough to just, like, solo carry that team out of last place, I think. So, um, yeah, that's that's NA for me. I think it's kind of – NA feels pretty, like, straight up, like, straightforward, except that mid-tier is going to be really, really interesting. That's the thing to watch. Not that many big changes in NA. Yeah. Like, feels kind of like watching last season again with some very small edits. Yeah, I think I, – I don't think the bad teams will be worse. I mean, Echo Fox I think will almost certainly be worse because they just got hot at the right time last split, so they're going to be a little overrated at first, which we'll talk about when we get to picks. Uh, but I think everyone – I mean, I, I don't think everyone's – I mean, maybe TSM is being overrated big time by the, the Riot media. I have no idea why. I don't know if Reggie paid them or what, but – they're being big time overrated. Everyone else, I think, is just kind of like I don't know. It's unexciting to me, like not in a bad way. It's just like okay, like I think the teams that st- that stayed, most of the teams that stayed put with the roster they have, I think should have stayed put with the roster they have, or they didn't have better options necessarily. So I can't really critique them for it, but it's also not that exciting either. So. But I think like a team like we talked about, like a team like Echo Fox and CLG, they they could have made moves. CLG, of course, adding Ruin. We didn't talk about that. Uh, I think it's maybe a slight upgrade, but it just doesn't do enough to make me want to like this team at all. That's they what all the NA changes were for me. Yeah. It was like, yeah, They're maybe just like a neutral. slight upgrade, but yeah, it's not not exciting. All right, uh, Calvin or Chris, whoever wants to take the reins, go for it. Um, <clears throat> I'll take it. Uh, mine, us too. Mine's pretty quick. No, mine's pretty quick. Uh, I actually have TL in his own tier. Um, TSM and C9 in the same tier. I'm not sure. Not like you guys. I think I have TSM and over C9 just a little bit. Um, I'm just a big fan of Broken Blade, even though I do like Lickers a lot. Um, with this mid to top meta, I would like to see Bergson come back. Uh, I mean, he dude, he performed well last year, in my opinion. Like at the near the end of the split, um, like he looked like he was returning back to like, all right, 
I'm going to carry the fuck out of this team, Bjergsen. You know what I mean? So I got that. Uh, next year, Hunter Seas, Golden Guardians, Flight Quest. I'm pretty sure we agree on that. Except you have teams still in that tier. Um, Clutch gave them in their own tier. I do really like uh, DeMonte a lot. Um, Hootie started playing. Hootie. Dude, in Hootie, man, that guy just kills me every single time. I swear. And <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they were playing like so well that Hootie just reverted back to his old play style. I was like, ah, I'm just going to mess around a little bit, just start diving and stuff. But I think they should be able to clean it up with uh, what's his name out of the picture. Um, Piglet. Piglet, yeah. So they, I feel like, I like me like a, they feel to me like a freak at last split. Yeah, like, this team feels a lot like that. Where like I know they're gonna be better because they can't possibly be that bad. I just don't know how much better. You know, like that's it's actually interesting to me. They're like the most intriguing team in NA. Definitely, yeah. I'm because, super excited about because, seeing how they play. Like, and I think do, I don't know. We might. I don't know if we all agree with that, but like, they're to me they're the most. I mean, I think we all all like all four of us love Hundred Thieves. It looks like I really do. I I there's no way they can be tenth again. I wish. Yeah. I wish Fragus was starting in the jungle, to be honest with you. But that's just my personal opinion. Um, I really do like... There, Calvin. What else we got? Uh, Optic, COG, next tier, and then Fox just in their own tier. I just think they just haven't really done anything in the offseason to do much, and they're just going to stay the same. All right, Go Chris, ahead, Chris. What you got? Sorry, I muted there. Um... Seems like the top of the list, I'm very similar to Calvin. Actually, the top five of our teams are the same, with each on the same tier. I do like C9. I want, it's, this is more of a fan thing. I think C9, I want them to win this split. They're a more exciting team. I just, um, I think they can pull off a win because everyone was already forgetting about. They were all, they were winning all throughout <laughs> against TSM. And, you know, they just messed up, and I hope they learned their lesson and not take this team lightly anymore. They're a creative team. I like the way that they play. They're sort of like a G2 of the NA type of team for me. So um, I have every hope that they have every chance to even um, beat TL, but it will take, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll be exciting. That is the only excitement for the whole split because, like you guys mentioned, not much changes. We expect the same tiers to fall in certain Game, uh, teams fall in the same places. CLG, I do have rank higher than most people, but this is the team. Uh, I don't know if we're going to do what we did last week where we said we're going to be completely wrong about one team. For me, that's CLG. I think yeah, they would completely. They will bottom out if they just don't come together, but I'm I'm, I'm excited about Ruin more so than Darshan. It's just I don't get much from them, and their bot lane is nothing special. Um, although people have told me that the Bryofrost is underrated. I, I don't see it. I just, I don't know. Uh, Optics is the middle of the pack kind of team. Uh, so FlyQuest, CLG, and Optics are in the tier of themselves because one of them will kind of by default get into the playoffs just because, you know, um, you have to have six teams in the playoffs. Is that, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a number. Uh, you guys are higher on Clutch Gaming than I am. I have them in a tier right before the Fox Um this is a team that didn't. They will have to show me that they can play as a team. I, I'm hesitant to call them a team because they're all solo queue mindset uh, from top to mid. Um, I don't even know how their bottom is coming together. Vulcan will need to be dealing with Cody's son. 
which you know uh that's, that's no a new joke, chemistry that's no joke <laughs> Uh, Vulcan is, I think he's still just an academy support. I, uh, Even after last split? Because he looked so good last split. I I don't know if he, he looks good or Piglet made him look good. That's certainly possible. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, if Vulcan and Cody-san can't find that synergy, I definitely would have Clutch higher than where I have them. And Fox, of course... Remain the same. Uh, people will be excited about Rush. Uh, we we finally are able to see that no Echo uh, Rush can lose back to back games. Uh, the curse is finally <laughs> broken. John's been vindicated. Um, I forgot. But I'll have that. fun with this team, though. I think in the early part of a the split, they'll tilt us by winning some of the games that they should not win. So that is uh, kind of my tier for NA. Yeah, I think I, I can't really fault you for having clutch lower. I, I tend to be a little bit more optimistic on a team like this because I, I look at them and I I see I see players that they have just good quality players, and I think in the way that the game is currently constructed, I think that matters more. And we we talked a lot about that for MSI too, where we just want ballers, like we just want players, right? And I think of all the like of those like bottom four teams, I do think clutch has the best players, but. I I could totally see this, you know, crashing and burning, and them ended up, you know, ninth or tenth too. Like that wouldn't surprise me at all. So I, I'm not, even, I'm not going to even challenge you on that ranking, Chris. So I think it's totally fine as long as you can explain it, which you did. Uh, so yeah, NA, we for the most part agree. Chris a little higher on CLG, a little lower on Clutch. Uh, our top five is exactly the same order switch for Calvin and Chris. So. Very Actually, top uh, six is exactly the same. Pretty uniform, yeah. Pretty uniform it's across the board here. I appreciate everyone putting Echo Fox in last. I appreciate that. I boy. didn't. Although to be fair, my I don't really care to be honest who finishes last between <laughs> Echo Fox and CLG. It's very like, true. Nobody cares about yeah, last. As far as I'm concerned, it could be Optic too. Honestly, if they just yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Optic came last. Yeah, if there's like a team fight oriented metagame, I could see Optic being the worst team. I just wish they played Dardock more. I think that team would be a slightly more exciting with Dardock and yeah. Crown. Yeah, I'd rather have Dardock in there. Our Dardock Crown is a pretty strong two v two mid jungle two v two. I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean that that's the kind of two like that they can carry games by themselves. Like, yeah. Even against good teams, like those two are good enough that they can do that. I think yeah. people like seem to forget the Crown's like one of the best players at that position in the world. And yeah, whether you Crown's think he very still good. Is or not, he's like still very very good. Yeah, he's very good. So he certainly has that uh, on his, you know, spectrum. Quick question, just a quick one for you. So it's been default for so many years that if NA is going to spend import slots, they try to spend them generally Korea or Europe. I would really like to see them start spending some import slots in China. What do you guys think? I feel like people are not bringing over Chinese people, but I think China is the best league, and you could get a sweet backup Chinese player like NA pays pretty well. You could get a good Chinese player. Uh, that w- I went. O- I just was going over the Chinese lineups, and I feel like there's some guys that are subs on Chinese teams that would be awesome in NA. I mean, I'm sure the culture shock is tough, but what do you guys think? Are we going to see some Chinese imports at some point? I don't think so because I think that they, the players over there know that they're just well. If they, I think if they really want to start and play, they would <clears throat> try to figure something out. But I feel like. China in general has a lot of young players that want to grow, and the LPL is, you know, the place to be at like right now. So 
I feel like in their head, they're like, oh, our region's the best. You know, when I just want to, like, grow and learn under, like, people like Uzi or, like, Rookie or, you know, people like that, so. I think what's interesting about this discussion is I, I don't – see, I don't know all, the, like, the legal. Because I think there's got to be some kind of situation there where – there's got I don't know if it's like visa trouble or what I would have to consult somebody that knows more about like the legal or like the you know the cultural aspects of this because that is a really good question and it, like that's been a question for me for years now like why hasn't that happened at all really like I'm trying to think of like who's the exception there I I know there's been a couple people the LMQ guys years ago um yeah and you saw what happened there they just stomped everybody for like an entire year uh. I don't know. It's like an actual good question. We were talking, we were joking about Flandre last week, right? Yeah, like that's the kind of player that could really come and crush in North America. I'm just surprised we haven't seen more more Chinese players try to make that run. Well, the Chinese players do make a boatload of money, like for the most part. Like I don't know if all of them do, but I know the top end players make like more than the Korean players make in Korea, and I, I don't know how that compares to NA. I know a lot of the reason why the Korean players come this way is because they get paid more here both in europe and in north america so i don't know if that i know the top end players in china make an absurd amount of money because there's just an obscene amount of money in the scene over there we don't hear about it because we don't hear about a lot of the outside of the games stuff from the eastern regions unless you're like really closely following it but i mean i think back to like years ago like you know you heard about those easy like easy hoon's contract right with vici yeah, Easy Hume was making almost a million dollars or whatever it was. Like, that's an obscene amount of money. Like, none of these players in NA are making that much money. And this was years ago. This was five years ago, right? So maybe that's the barrier. So I, I don't know. That's an interesting question. I wonder if we can find... Is there a typical... Good. Uh, overall, when you guys look at the other regions, because I know for sure the four, top four regions, we see... I can't think of any Chinese imports in the other regions. But... Is are the other regions importing Chinese players? Because I feel like Clid, 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 and... well, Clid's, Clid was Korean. He just played in China. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. So I'm guessing what Calvin says is true. They would rather stay home. English. I don't know how many of them actually are fluent in English, so that That's might be another. Too. Um, they don't feel the need to be fluent in it, and just. Uh, China is expanding so quickly that, you know, if you want to be on the next team, they're expanding again next year. So why why go through all that uh, legal trouble just to find a different place? And, you know, there's probably no regulation in how much they get paid either. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no... that. Uh, there's got to be some kind of, like, visa or, like working visa kind of situation going on that I just, I, I don't know if any listeners do know anybody that knows like the legal, I could maybe try to, I'll, like, I'll try to reach out and see if I can find some of this out because I'm actually kind of curious. I've never really like thought too in depth about it, but now I'm curious. We're like kind of getting derailed here. <laughs> this is a good topic actually. So, um, yeah. Anything else on NA guys? I think that's all for me. Cool. Let's go over to Europe. Uh, I'll open up in Europe, I guess. So, Europe... Alright, so before I, I do my rankings, Europe, to me, is really, really... Like, it's a lot more competitive, to me. I don't think... 
like a lot of my team outside of G two being the best team, I honestly don't know who's gonna finish where. And I kept trying to figure it out. I was like, I think this is more likely. I think this is more likely. I came up with three tiers. I have G two in their own tier. After that, I have you call it like A tier, right? I have Shalka, Vitality, Fnatic, and Origin in no particular order. And then after that, I have Excel, SK, Misfits, Splice, and Rogue in no particular order. I think maybe Rogue is a little worse than those teams, and maybe they deserve to be a tier lower. But really, I, Europe, after G2, fin- like other than G2 finishing first, Europe is a total crapshoot for me. I have no idea. Like, I think, I mean, I'll just go down each team real quick. So, Schalke, I just, I, I liked this lineup last year. I think they started off a little hot and then kind of teetered off. I, I, they'll be, I think they'll be better. They're always going to be improving. Um, Vitality, you got to think Jazuke was battling the injuries. We'll see if that's a thing or not over the course of the season. But uh, uh, Sagan was pretty good in in replacement for him. So I was I was actually really impressed with him. He was pretty good to me. Uh, Fnatic, again, like a Fnatic and Origin, just kind of running back the same thing. They're both really solid teams. They're both really really good. I think there's a drop off here because I think there's a drop off here, but I think these bottom five teams they all have, you know, scenarios within their you know on their spectrum of outcomes where they finish in a, as a playoff team or something. So, uh, Excel made a lot of changes. Well, not a lot of changes. They they made some big changes, right? Um, oh my god, I'm trying to remember what it was. So, Woolite is yeah, there. Well, yeah, they bring the, yeah, well, right, No, that's not to me. That that wasn't. You know the the big deal. So they bring in they bring in Woolite, Vander who, Larson. Yeah, who? Yeah, and uh, and they brought Hjarnin in too. Hjarnin is on. Yeah, is on Excel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm talking. Uh, I'm Hjarnin, talking about Rogue. Mickey, my fault, my fault. Yeah. So like th- this team, they have players which I was questionable about them last year. Uh, they they have players. I just I don't know. And like I've been saying all along, I'm kind of sticking to my process there, saying like I think just like players matter more right now than necessarily team play. But Excel, SK, Miss SK is just young, so I'm you know, sky's the limit for them. But they could also just be nothing. I don't know. You feel Miss- a little weird about that Sakura move. Yeah. Sakura has been around. Sakura was not like a, yeah. an up and coming challenger player or something. Well, they Empyrean's not exactly you know. Yeah, no, he's, he's been, been around a while. Either. Like, he's I just mean, like, why do you, too. why do you trade out your like young up and coming top laner who was not great but not awful for a guy who's already been around the block and hasn't been that great? Definitely some internal yeah. fighting going on there. Yeah, if you read know. the Reddit, oh, yeah, yeah I saw all there. Yeah, I saw. All oh, their yeah, that's right. That. They were. Yeah, I did see that. But I just don't know why even the team would be like mad at him and want to trade him for Sakurai. I don't know. I don't get it. But yeah, there could be stuff that we're not privy to also. So I have Misfits, Splice, and Rogue in this tier too, just because the, I don't know. Splice is getting, I don't know if you saw any of Splice Twitter this week, but Splice is getting real salty that everyone has them so like ranked so low. But I think all of us, like, I think all They're of us so, agree. Yeah. They kind of, I think they, they impressed me last year. I got to admit. Or not last year, last split. They definitely impressed me because they like kept winning games that I just think they had no business winning, and they, like they looked good. I talked a lot about them reminding me of like the diet version of SK Telecom, where they have like really good proactive defense and they play their one style, but they're really really good at it. 
So uh, maybe I'm dead wrong on them. But like Misfits, Splice, and Rogue, they don't they don't really excite me. So I'm gonna put them here. This is a weird hodgepodge because I think I think any one of these teams is it could be a playoff team if they just like look good. And we're gonna know right away I think who who the playoff team is amongst these five teams. And maybe it's two of them if one of the one of the top five teams drop off. But uh, I'm gonna pass to whoever wants to take the next one. That's my t- so I have three. It's G two, then I have four for uh, Shalka, Vitality, Fnatic, and Origin. Then I have another tier at that's Excel, SK, Misfit, Splice, and Rogue. And the only order that matters in those is G 2s first. <laughs> yeah, I have I have basically the same thing as you. I have G two way ahead. I'm pretty sure everyone will have G two way ahead um, of everyone else. Uh. They actually have Fnatic Origin owned here, uh, apart from Vitality and Splice. I think Vitality and Splice are in a group together. Um, Vitality was kind of disappointing last year. Obviously, Jazuke was hurt, but I think it wasn't really like his fault, to be honest with you. Um, next year, oh yeah, so I said Fnatic Origin, and then next year was Vitality Splice. Um, I have Shalka in that tier too, right? No, I actually have Shalka. Oh, that's what you. Yeah, tier. I'm wearing the wrong thing. Yeah, I, I have it in the next tier. I don't know why I group Shalka Misfits SK. I think it's hard to tell because Shalka was just I don't know. They were just so bad. Like I don't like the jungle was so bad, and it was just I don't know what they were doing half the time. I, I don't know. They were just just a complete mess. I don't know how they're gonna come back this split along with Misfits SK. Um, they have XL Rogue literally just at the bottom. So I have uh, like five different tiers. I think you and I are so. going to butt heads on Shulker right now. So you think just because the jungle was so bad that this team like can't – like is that like your sole reason? Well, like I know I know they had really low lows last season. Yeah, I mean, I mean they had a lot of like, low lows. I mean like um, I don't know. I just have to see how they're going to come out uh, this year. I mean, I kind of just did the EU on the spot, you know what I mean, without, like, really just, like, looking into it. Like, I haven't yeah, followed true. EU uh, that much in the off season as much as, like, NA uh, and then the uh, Eastern region, you know what I mean? So I got you. Yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought Abadaga was really really good as a rookie. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Like he was excellent. Oh, I liked I, I liked him. I he kind of like he kind of lived up to the hype, and I think. Upset has a really high, like high ceiling as well. I do really do like Falco as a coach, but Memento Odoami, I don't know. They just have to figure something out, in my opinion. Um, like I said, the Misfits team was just in shambles. I just, I don't know, dude. Like literally, I have to group them with Shalka. I just don't think that they really ain't gonna do too much like Shalka. So, yeah, Misfits to me are like they're like unexciting, but I like I kind of don't think they can be that bad with that many veterans on the team. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're kind of like uh, – they're like a like a downgraded version of Cloud9 where it's like they have so many good veteran players that they can only be so bad. Yeah. Like, they can only – like, what's what's Cloud9's worst-case scenario? Like, fourth place? Now, yeah. I, I don't think Misfits is, like, Third. quite that good, but, like – because the region is stronger. So, like, if Cloud9 can do that in NA – I think EU it's harder to do that because I think more like the teams are just stronger top to bottom. So I think it's harder to get away with just being like the status quo or like just mm-hmm. being steady. 
But I don't know. We see this kind of thing in Korea all the time where it's like you just have a steady team. Gen G. Gen G, it's like, you know, they're unexciting. They're boring. They have the same players. They never change anything, and they end up in the playoffs somehow. And it's like, how do they do this every year? Like, it wouldn't surprise me to see Misfits finish higher than this. But you have them, what? I guess that's that's playoff spot, right? No, seventh. You have them seventh. Yeah, okay. seventh. Okay. And then Rogue. Aren't they starting Finn, right, over Profit? I think so. I I've heard that they were starting Finn, which I don't know how I feel about that. John or Chris, do you hear anything about Finn starting uh, Profit? I don't know if they're starting, but it looks like they're co-players at the top, so they're likely switching back and forth. But Finn is likely getting a first shot, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, that's, that's what I heard. I'm a huge fan of Larson, though. Huge fire. fan of Larson. I don't care. He's been at Larson. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. Is. Fire it up, it then. Is. You get to go now. Let's go. Okay, so... Actually, hold on, hold on. Calvin, what are yeah, your last yeah. two? Finish it out, Calvin. No, it's Rogan XL at the bottom. But I love Larson. That's a player. Like, Fair I love enough. Him. Fair enough. I actually Great like dude. Larson, too. Yeah. Great dude. Um, So, I think mine's pretty similar to what most people are going to have. We're more on the, on the same page than we usually are for a lot of things, but... uh. I've got G2 in in their own tier at the top. I think that's pretty clear. Uh, I have Fnatic above Origin in their own tier, the second tier. I think Fnatic's going to pull it together this split better than they did last split. I think they're going to be pretty good. I don't think they're going to be G2 level, but I think they're going to be very good. Yeah, I mean, we saw, like, the second... Once they once they figured it out, like, they were really... They were the second best team in Europe in the second half. They just happened yeah. to lose that weird series to... And Origin and Origin has some things going for them, but I think a lot of what they have going for them is their game planning and coaching. I think their their players are not as good as some of these other teams, and so it really depends if other teams can figure out how to deal with that. But uh, my third tier, I have Vitality, Shalka, and Splice. Uh, Shalka for me is pretty similar to like 100 Thieves in North America. Like they started off really good, then when things started going wrong, they just couldn't figure it out between themselves. Like they lost all their confidence, lost all their faith, started playing terrible at the end. You could, you could pick anybody against them at the end. You could take Excel against them. And it wasn't because Excel had better players than them. It was just that they were in a pit of despair the same way that hundred thieves was. So I think they'll bounce back and, and I don't necessarily even think it has to do with like trick versus memento. I think it's more just like clean slate. Let's start over and not get trapped in that pit again. Yeah, I'd agree with that. That that's kind of I think that's why I'm I'm so high on them is because I, they they do have the players. Like yeah, the, I like think they're very going team. going into spring split, what was the big question mark on that team? Like I would have said Memento. Like Memento <laughs> and like Memento and Abadaga were like they were the big question marks, right? Because they were like not the unknown. And Abadaga was very good. Yeah, but like Memento was kind of like the wild like the wild card, and Abadaga was an unknown. So those are the two questions, and we were all like. If I remember right, we were all like fairly high on them going, like not like super high. Like I was really high on them. I think I had. I think I had top five. I had third. I think we had a top. Yeah, I was. I had them right up there. So if you think, probably had them in playoff. Yeah. Yeah, if you think about it that way, and you think about like just how bad they looked last season, and like how they were like still okay at times. Like actually, they weren't. They were more than okay when they were good. It was just the bottom was like real. They just fell out and they just tilted out, right? Yeah, that's how it felt to me. That it was a mental. It felt more like a mental thing. I think with a clean slate. And then you kind of like combine our conception of them before spring, and then like throughout the spring, and you just like look at this this roster on paper. They should be really good. Like that's why I have them like in that tier with with Shock of Vitality and Fnatic, because I think if 
if it comes together and they're playing at like 80% of what they're capable of, I think they're like as good as those teams are pretty close to it. Now, if they reach like their entire potential, I think they're like just as good as Fnatic. Yeah, I have I have them with Vitality and Splice, and I think that's fair. Yeah, Splice okay. to not insult the Splice staff, I, I feel like Splice is like has been the same team for so long. They're like a Yo. between between fourth and sixth place team that's never really contending to win the championship. No curse, but is always going to make the playoffs. Like I'm never worried about Splice making playoffs, but I'm also never thinking they have a chance to win the league. They're just stuck right in the middle there. And that's just they have good talent on that team. Like they're a good team. If they get to worlds, they'll they'll have shots against other teams from other regions that are good. Like I think they're a good team. I just don't they're just always been the same. They're not a worlds contender team. Yeah, they're, they're not a team a, that'll get to worlds. Make top eight. Like I they're never they're never gonna make top eight of worlds. Yeah, like, that's that's what I'm saying. I just don't it's the T S M problem, right? It's like how how like at what point are you okay with like me like mediocrity? I could yeah. now I'm a Philly guy, as a lot of you guys have known. I've said it on the podcast, but this is the Philadelphia Flyers problem or the Eagles problem. This is a classic Philadelphia sports problem where the organization is just all right making the playoffs every year because that puts fans in the seats and that you know sells jerseys, and that's something you can point to and say, hey, look how successful we are. But at the end of the day, like you're not winning titles, so you know until the Eagles do. But like you're not winning titles, so what does it mean, right? And that, yeah, that level tough. of mediocrity is—it's just—it's boring, and it it can get toxic because you end up resting on your laurels. Now, I'm not accusing them of this, but it sort of reminds me a lot of that, and it's just really unexciting to me. It's one of those tough spots, though, because like mostly when you have a team that's not performing super well, I can point to what I want to change on the team, and like I don't know that I really want to get rid of anybody on Splice. Yeah, I, I think I think everybody on Splice plays pretty well, plays good, plays the style they want them to play. They're a good team. It's just a tough spot because I don't know who you even replace. If you decide, like, look, we're going to shoot to win the LEC, I don't even know who you replace. That's a like, everybody point. on the team plays pretty well. I never really thought about it that way. That's a really good point, though, John. Yeah, it's, like, it's really tough. If you think about it, like, look at all of these players in a vacuum, and they all overperform their, like, expectation, right? And, but they've yeah, overperformed they, they their expectation well the for, like, two years. So, like... Yeah, they, well, they Kabi play well. Well, Kabi was a beast last year. Dude, yeah. Kabi went off. Yeah, but... <laughs> he was a beast. Right, so, Kabi's good. I thought good. Aaron was very good in general. Like, I just generally thought the whole team was good. But it, I, I still don't think they can win the title. That's the problem is, like, what do you change if you want to try to win the title? When... They're like how CLG used to be, too. Like, Yeah, this, CLG's like, a good example. Iterations, but, like, for years, CLG was just the team that was like, okay, they're good. <laughs> yeah, I, I got nothing win, after but, that. Like that's yeah. it. Like they're not great. They're just good. Okay. I hope Splice finds something. I'd love to see Splice have some success. But yeah, I mean, if they can break, because right now it feels like they're playing at their ceiling, and they've been playing at their ceiling. Yeah. So either they have to find a way to like break, like you know, break, get off of this plateau or break through the ceiling, or they're just going to be at that ceiling. But like, I, I'm kind of reconsidering my thoughts on Splice now, just because like they're never, like they're not that bad. I think I just don't like the way they play in this meta game, but like that's never stopped them before either. So maybe I should change my mind on Splice. Go on, John. I mean, interrupt. Oh, yeah, I mean they they also were like were like wild last year. They had like an insane first blood percentage despite being this like the slow team. Like I don't know. I'm fine with Splice not changing anything, and I think they'll be good again. But my next tier was Misfits and SK, and I have SK above Misfits. I will pose a question to you guys: What? Odds would you take on leader 
playing a match for Misfits as their mid laner this season? Hundred percent. I'm with I'm That's with Chris. <laughs> like a hundred percent leader is playing for this team. They're gonna dump Fabivin like yesterday's trash. It's gonna happen. I'm so happy, boys. Leader is coming in. He was an animal for the entire EU Masters. Fabivin's garbage, and finally we're gonna get to see them get the fucking rid of Fabivin. And I don't have to hear about <laughs> I don't have to hear about Fabivin and Soaz anymore. It's all oh, they're so good. They've been around for so long. I don't have to hear about it anymore. Leader is gonna come in. <laughs> And uh, the later in the season they do that, the worse it's going to be for Misfits. So if they if they leave Fabivin in all season, they're like an eighth or ninth place team. Oh, seventh, seventh, eighth, ninth place. I'll team. say this because I'm a defender of Fabivin. <sighs> I think I he was good. Yeah, he was but good. The keyword like is 2014. Was. No, I don't see. No, I don't <laughs> no, think no. it was that long ago. <laughs> this year, I 100 percent agree with you. Summer last year, I 100 percent agree with you. He wasn't that bad in the spring. And then yeah, no, up, until that, point, up until right. that point, he, he was, was good. Bad for about, he's been bad for about a year. Yeah, about a year. I, I'll, I'll give you that. But he was very good. I actually think for all the accolades he used to get, I think during spring last year, I think he was a tad underrated. Like, he played really, really well. The team was just question mark, right? And So he was really, really good, uh, but he was, and he's not anymore. So I, I'm with you. They, we, we should see something new here. And – you kind of hope that they lose real bad early, right? <laughs> somebody save, like, seriously, somebody save Hansama, dude. Get Leader in here. Hansama's somebody really save. Good. He is. Get Leader in here and, and make this a real team. Yeah, I know. I, know we talk so about... as, I don't know who you bring in exactly, but I don't know, some random guy, my cousin, just bring him <laughs> in. Play so as. <laughs> I know we, we talked last week about, like, elite carries and, like, the difference between elite carries and good carries. How, like, elite carries can do a lot with a little and a lot with a lot. <laughs> And, uh, like, there's good carries that do their job when they're given resources. I think Han Sama's, like, right on the cusp of being, like, an elite 80 carry. Like, I think he's right there. I just don't know the level of competition he's facing right now. I'm surprised he hasn't lost his mind yet. Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> like, it's, like it's like Teddy syndrome, right? Like, yeah. How is this dude just not, like, I mean, Teddy never never opened his mouth, never talked, talked shit or anything like that. But I, I half wonder, like, if he's, like, He's doing like the LeBron meme where he's like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like someone's got to do LeBron with Han Sama's face on it. We'll have to, we'll have to do that. I'll have to cut that off of, uh, off the show. But but I, I really think next year, because I don't think they're going to do it yet because they're too invested. But next year, if they keep Han Sama, bring in leader, change their top laner, keep Max Lore, I think this team could be really sweet next season. Like I see a lot of hope in the future for Misfits. As much as I've clowned them all year. I see a lot of hope in their future, especially with how good Leader was. So I like their upside, but I think they're probably just going to end up playing Fabivin too long this season and not even be in the playoffs. Um, and then I have XL and Rogue at the bottom, as we did last season. Rogue's lineup? See, I actually, I can't believe this. I came into this unprepared because I misunderstood these transfers. I thought some of these people went to XL. And so Rogue's plan makes very little sense to me. I like Larson a lot. I'm happy they brought him in. Woolite makes no sense to me. He's just he's going I don't think Woolite's going to start. I think he's it's still going to be EQ and Woolite's just going to be Woolite's just going to be That's like an waste. assistant coach or or like a um just a sub. It seems almost like they were trying to 
Well, he's got to be ancient, right? He's got to be like 26, 27 years old. Right? <laughs> he's got to be ancient. He's got to be like five years younger than me. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Dude, no, he is. He played. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, it doesn't I have, can't tell doesn't if they're trying to. It's just such a mixed group of people to bring in because I want you to either commit to rebuilding or commit to trying to win right now. And if you want to try to win right now, if you want to bring in four veterans, like, go ahead and do it, even if they're not that good. Like, you still might make a playoff run with four veterans who can just pull together. So I don't mind if you do that. But to bring in a mixture of, like, veterans and new guys, I just I don't see what you're trying to achieve. So, I don't know. I think Kjarnan was a good pickup for XL, but I don't think he changes the dial any for them, really. Like, I think Kjarnan's solid, but I don't think he's going to turn the dial for him. So, XL and Rogue, ninth and 10th. Don't really care which order, and they're both dumpster fires. All right, uh, who hasn't gone? Chris, right? My turn, yes. Um, nothing to talk about at the top. I have G2 two tiers higher than anyone else. It's just nobody. That's totally next... reasonable, by the it's way. Like nobody in the next tier. They're like S plus tier. They're like S plus. They're like one of the best teams in the world. And then it's, of course, it's Fnatic Origin. I really want to see Fnatic. And yes, they're going to have a better split this year. They're going to have their slow start as they traditionally do. It's kind of giving me moment there. I do, uh, I, there's some buzz today where Broxa posted about not being in the right mindset because the team brought in a second jungler. He's in. sandbagging. I, I, I just hope that's just like, yeah. Well, in any case, OG, very good team. The coaching is good. Terrible for DFS, but, you know, can't <laughs> deny that, you know, they're good. It's horrible, horrible team. Uh, I want to see Vitality be a bit better, a little bit more consistency. They're making changes. They're making positive changes. Then they're in the next tier with Splice. Uh, and I think they are better than Splice. But that is only if they stay consistent, if we get some, bring back some of the excitement that I saw from Jesus Gear from last season. This season, he's a little bit tamed, and the whole team played well, in a sense, but I, I I wouldn't want them to ramp up a little bit more aggression. I think they took it a little too much away from it, but the, the game plan is there. They're not just on for skirmish team fights. They want to take focus on some objectives, so this is a good learning curve. I'm excited for them, and I hope that they can jump into the next tier, but Splice will stay at their spots. I just... You guys already covered everything on my thoughts on Splice. Boring They're just going to be there. And they are the gatekeeper for whoever gets the last spot into the playoffs uh, for me. So the rest of the tier is just SK, Schalke, Rogue, Misfit, XL. In that order, SK, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. The infighting may or may not affect teams. I'm not too familiar with how LOL's esports work when there's like a disagreement uh, within the organization itself. Not that Whirlip and Sakre are the culprit here because they those two are actually good friends it's the rest of the team uh yeah i don't like shock i i just really don't know um maybe bringing in trick is helpful he's the he's a korean import if i'm not mistaken well, he, he's been a long he was on he was on all those g2 teams too. yeah he was on okay. for a long he was on yeah. previous long okay but um so some familiarity hopefully i don't I don't know what happens with Memento. Maybe that'll bring the team back up. I just Trick was really, really good. I don't know. Can you guys tell that I'm go- like I- I'm I'm high on Shalka. <laughs> nobody else seems like nobody else is. I can I I'm not allowed to be high on Shalka. Every time I do that, they suck. That's and every fair. time I hate on them, they play great. Yeah. So I cannot 
be good. I cannot have Schalke on good terms. So I will rank still got some Trick still got some questions to answer because like Korea was worse than Europe last split, and Trick oh. was not good in Korea. Uh, yeah, so, his team was not good either. So. Yeah, his whole team was bad. Uh, Rogue is an exciting team. That's why I ranked him there. But they're going to have a, a fairly horrible start, I would imagine. I have to look into the schedule, but um, it's a young team. And Misfit is only ranked here in the bottom because I'm assuming that Febifin will be playing for the whole split, even though I ah! expect <laughs> Leader will come in. Sorry. This is the ranking for Febifin being there. Okay. Uh, and XL is just no. I don't. I don't see any upside. Uh, and I do have. I do want to just pose that question, John. The interchange between you and I and Zing on Twitter was it because you had this idea that the roster that you had the roster yes i had the roster moves mixed up that's entirely okay. my fault i thought okay. i, I thought like... that excel was only bringing in the veterans and that the younger guys were going to rogue and so i was like okay well excel just wants to try to make the playoffs this split i mean it seems dumb but yeah i, I totally had that mixed up that's my fault gotcha okay so that now we're on the same page so that's my ranking for uh eu i think eu will definitely be more of a mix. I don't expect this result um, to stay like like on our preseason. I'll expect more changes than I do from our NA prediction. Yeah, that was going to be my next question to you guys. Is like we'll, we'll do we'll do one more quick thing about the uh, who we think we're going to be most wrong about. But I I feel I'm like zero confidence my EU rankings are right. But that's why I like made the note. I was like I don't think. Two through ten, I have no idea what the order is going to be. I have like a rough idea that like of what the top five is going to look like. I know what number one is going to look like. I have no clue after that. Just like not a clue. So, and and I think that's a good that's a good thing because that means there's parity in the region. It means that there's a lot of good teams, and that's good. And that's I mean you're you're seeing your Europe has looked really really good, and historically they've been really good on the international stage, but Europe. Impressed us last year. I thought I thought NA like going into Worlds last year that NA was a stronger region, top to bottom. And I think going into this year that it, it flip flopped. I think EU was definitely the stronger region, and that showed because the level of competition. I mean, G two got to play against good teams. It wasn't like they were just like raffle stomping every. I mean, they were, but that's how we knew hey, G two was. A, that's how we knew G two was a good hard, team man. because they were stomping good teams. Like NA sucked hard in spring. I really hope we we look better. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, so, real quick, we'll go uh, one team each in each region. Uh, a team that you think you're most likely to be wrong about, just like we did for uh, China and Korea last week. Rapid fire, John, go. And John drops call. Oh, okay. Chris, go. Uh, Calvin, go. Go, go, go. Okay. Uh, EU, Schalke. Uh, if I'm going to be wrong on them. <laughs> and NA. Uh. I don't know, man. It's, I guess, Echo Fox. Maybe they could be good. Who knows? <laughs> okay. Uh, Chris, what about you? Sorry, mute. Um, in NA, I think I already said that CLG will be one of the ones that I will likely be the most wrong at, and I wouldn't be surprised if I'm wrong about them. For EU, it is a little bit tough to pick, but I'm going to say um, SK. Uh, have them rank at the bottom. Maybe they're up for the challenge. I just... Like I mentioned, I worry about the the team chemistry at this point. But if they are able to pull it together, maybe they can jump over Splice. Uh, Chris or uh, uh, John, what about you? Sorry, I accidentally left the conversation oh, instead good. of unmuting myself. 
Uh, so I think in NA, it's going to be Golden Guardians for me. I think they have the potential to fall off a complete cliff. Yeah. I, I like their their team, and I think they have uh, some upside too. But, yeah, I think they could fall off a cliff if some of those guys don't start performing a little better than they were last season or if Froggen takes a step back from where he was last season. Um, in the LEC, probably misfits. I think if they figure out what's going on early on and, like I said, and put in leader and maybe consider a different top lane change or they play a little bit differently, they could they could rise up there and come fifth or something. Gamers rise up. <clears throat> that's uh, that, that's probably my, my pick for the LEC, misfits. I think for me in NA, I think we all kind of agree with this one, but I'll go ahead and be the one to say it. But I think Clutch is probably... Like to me, Clutch is the most interesting team in North America. Like I think Hundred Thieves and Clutch are the most interesting teams. Hundred Thieves because I'm supremely confident they're going to turn it around, uh, and Clutch just because I think they're good enough to differentiate themselves, and I think their upside is is like playoff team quality. Like they, I could see Clutch ending up in the tier like the next tier up with TSM and Hundred Thieves and Cool Guardians and FlyQuest, and I could see them fighting for a playoff spot with those teams. So I'm going to say Clutch for North America because they could totally crash and burn too. Who knows? And um, for Europe, I'll say Shaka because I'm I, I'm really high on Shaka and it seems like I'm alone there. So uh, I'll say Shaka for EU. I, I'm, I'm a bit more optimistic, than, quite a bit more optimistic than you guys are. All right. Uh, any other notes on EU or NA power rankings, thoughts, or do we want to dive into the week one slate? We have the LPL and NA. I think we got enough time to just go through the the week one slates, I think. All right, cool. So week one, uh, we got first game of the competitive regular season in the major regions. Uh, I think I can't remember where. I think I think Brazil already started, if I remember right. Some some there's somewhere that started already. I'm always wrong about this, but Saturday morning, well, early 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 morning, late late night for us. Uh, we have the first matches in the LPL. We have uh, Dominus, formerly Sino Dragon. At EDG, uh, Sign of Dragon is a well. I'm gonna have to get used to this. I'm gonna I'm gonna mess this up for a while. Just deal with it. Uh, Dominus is a minus one nineteen favorite. Uh, minus one point five is at plus two eleven. EDG's minus one twelve. Uh, this has seen a ton of line movement. We talked about. I talked about this a lot with you guys yesterday in the in the group chat. I'll have to pull that up. But anybody, feel free to jump in with your thoughts. I'm gonna quick try to find that conversation real fast. This one's very interesting. Because these teams just played with EDG playing backup jungle and backup top laner. And Seno Dragon won, I would say, reasonably convincingly. And so when I first looked at these odds, when they came up like five days ago or something, and I first looked at them, uh, Seno Dragon was in the, pl- in the pluses. And I was thinking to myself that I was going to bet Seno Dragon. The thing is, I forgot that EDG picked up Jinu, who's an absolute monster. Like, Jinu was, like, hard-carrying Victory yeah. 5 last season. I think that's a game-changer for EDG, because I'm a little bit down on iBoy and Mako, and I'm a little bit down on Clear Love. Scout, I think, I'm down on him, but I still think he's pretty, he's very good, Scout's but I just don't very, think he was, I just don't think he's, like, in the argument for best mid laner in China like he was for a long time. I think he's kind of like now he's in like the the Jensen tier instead of the Bjergsen tier, and I think that definitely hurts a team that plays pretty hard around him. But I think Jinu is a really big pickup, so I think I like the EDG side of this uh, pretty decently. And the minus one point five being plus two forty, I always tell people 
you can't really predict when a series is going to be 2-0 and when it's going to be 2-1. I think you should just generally assume that whoever you think is going to win is going to win 2-0. I think that's a safe thing to do for the most part. And so I think I, I like EDG uh, minus 1.5 at plus 240 in that matchup. All right, so I've, I found the uh, the conversation we were having. So this line opened earlier this week at EDG minus 161, came all the way back down to, at one point, this was EDG plus money. It was EDG like plus 101 for a little while. Uh, which, so I, I guess this is reaction to NEST where Sino Dragon won. But I don't know if people just, I, I mean, it's not beyond comprehension that people just like don't watch the matches. They just see the result and they don't watch, like, see who played or what played. Or maybe they see who played and just assume ADG had that roster or what. But, yeah, there's a big difference between Sleepy and Jinu. Yeah, so to me, yeah, exactly, exactly. So to me, the only, I, I'm, I'm already, I'm heavy, heavy duty on ADG for this. Like, I'm, I'll just pull it up right now because I already, I already put this in. But I had like, let me see if I can find it. I'm totally interrupting this. So I'm I'm like already in for like seven to nine units on this game. And that's with an upgraded unit size too. So like I'm I'm super heavy on this, and I know that might be a tad aggressive considering this is a new team with a new player, and there might be some chemistry issues to solve. Because uh, like that, that's not to be underrated. Like if if the reason, if you looked at this line and I didn't assume that this was just like an Elo rating model that the the book's running or something, and this was like an actual odds maker making this, I think the logic would be okay. EDG have a new player and there could be chem- some chemistry issues. That's the logic behind thinking Sino Dragon or Dominus. Sorry, I think that's the logic behind Dominus being favored because they have continuity and they looked good at Nest, but. To me, EDGs have better players across the board. They have better players in every position. Jinu is like a spike player, where so Scout, where either one of those two could just completely take over a game and it could be over, right? So, I mean, I have EDG. We talked about this last week in, in our tiers. I have EDG in like their own tier, at like in like fourth place by the end of the season in the LPL. Let's see if I can pull it back up again. Yeah, I had I had Invictus, RNG, and Fun Plus in the top tier, and then I had EDG like in their own tier above Top Sports, Billy Billy, and JDG, and I have Sino Dragon in the next tier below that. So to me, the fact that they're underdogs is just like a gross misstatement. This feels a lot like the end of the season where the book just has like no clue what's going on at this point. But maybe I'm wrong. I'm super heavy on this. Uh, Calvin and Chris, any thoughts on this matchup? Chris, <coughs> you want to go? Oh yeah. Uh, the moment you told me that you know EDG two uh, O odd was at plus one ninety six, I was like, this is my lock of the week. Um, I know uh, we don't believe in Sino Dragon, and with very good reason. And I hope, I hope people are just like following the results of this. I would feel very comfortable about taking EDG at this point, um, as I think all of you would. But because of um, superstition, I will say do throw a GPP um, contrarian stack with Sino Dragon just in case. Yeah, on DraftKings, Sino Dragon are dogs, right? Uh, yes, yes. EDG was uh, is Price's favorites. Not that big of a favorite, but um, you know, that's probably what I'll end up doing. I'll end up. I already okay. have a big bet 
on the EDG minus 1.5, so I'll probably play Sinnoh Dragon on DraftKings as a that's, hedge. I was going to say, that's the Gelati special right there. It goes super-duper heavy on something and hedge on DraftKings. It's just that DraftKings hate me, DFS hates me, and every time I'm super confident on something, I will lose big time. There was definitely, in profitability, last split was an inverse between my confidence level and my profit. It's like, That's when I was, was super like confident, I lost like every single time. <laughs> when I was like, I don't know about this, I would just win every time. Yeah, until playoffs, that was the case for me last year, too, where I I just felt like I was, like, all my one and two unit bets, I was like a lock. It was like the opposite of last year, where I was like spot, like, I was, I was nails, like 70 plus percent on all my big picks. And then this year, like, it was like, oh, yeah, the one and two unit wages were, like, nails. And then I was just wrong on, like, every, you know, every big wager I had. But uh, come playoff time, we, we figured that out. So, I, I don't know. I feel really strongly about this one. Any other thoughts? Kevin, what do you think on this one? Uh, that EG's going to smash uh, Dominus. <clears throat> Everyone's overreacting on uh, Ness, in my opinion. So and Ness doesn't mean anything. Like the only thing that Ness means is that this team has continuity and that they look pretty good right now. That's it. Yeah, I also feel like Ness is. This is the first time they offered Ness on DraftKings, if I'm not mistaken. Oh really? No, uh, they offered it last time. They, they offered it last time. Just uh, last yeah. Time. Uh, more people paying attention to it, or at least from my timeline, anyway. So they might not understand like the motivation really level. Do- stuff like that no you're right i really do think people are paying more attention especially to the lpl that's a really good point i didn't think about that just because after obviously ig had great you know had really good group stage and you know i'm searching through twitter and all this stuff and everyone's like say who's ig but like oh i didn't know ig was this good or like oh my god look at ig they're so amazing that People are now starting to pay attention more to the LPL, and now that it's like, you know, people see it's... people see EDG and they're like, you know, some EDG is a, a huge brand, so you know when they type in LPL, EDG is gonna pop up, you know. So, so I think just this recency bias. Um, don't you know? It's the same thing as last time. Um, they just don't fall for it. Slight, slight side note, but that was really noticeable at Worlds was had that people didn't watch IG when Royal got eliminated everyone was like well KT automatically wins and if you watched the LPL you were like I don't know man Invictus was better than Royal like all year yeah. except for the final <laughs> and they play like a much crazier style like if you watched it I, I thought IG were the favorites when Royal got eliminated. Invictus lost literally four series <laughs> the entire calendar year the entire yeah. calendar year and people were like, nope, Royal's out, China's like, dead. It's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Pretty sure IG's – I made IG my favorites as soon as Royal was eliminated. Yeah, I, I had, made IG my favorites the entire year. <laughs> I had them – I had them – I didn't have them I, – I did have KT above them, but I had IG, like, right there with them, like, the same tier. Like, I had – going into Worlds last year, I had those three teams at the top. Like, I was – and I was, like, a staunch defender of Invictus, like, going into Worlds and everything. I was like, this team is good. Don't sleep on them. They went literally thirty six and two, like <laughs> during the regular season, in a good region that's improving. They're really good. Please don't sleep on them. And everyone slept on them. It's like, come on, man. Like, I don't know. Uh, any other thoughts on this one? No, I think we're good. All right, cool. Uh, next up, we have. Haha, here we go. The first test. The first test <laughs> of our our pride and metal here. Jindong Gaming plus one thirty three 
against Fun Plus Phoenix, minus 179. The minus 1.5 for Fun Plus is at plus 154. Is JDG the real deal, guys? I'm a little sad that the books were smart enough to make Fun Plus the favorite. Like, shouldn't their algorithm have seen the JDG? Yeah, I was thinking that, like, too. Oh, JDG's better and just said it. I was so ready to just slam Fun Plus as I was an so excited to just be like, plus 200. Let's go. Surprisingly, it will still have an effect, but more so on the DFS side. But it's not so much on the betting. The, the odds didn't seem like very favorable. Well, what's so like? What's Bet what on. is what's the DFS angle? Like, who's favorite? Who's who's the what are the? Now, I mean, likely people will be on Fun Plus, but they will look back into history and match history and be like, "Oh, JDG won last time, and we're all on it." We don't even know what how like you know Dwayne B decided to int and lose that whole matchup, throw that whole matchup for them. DFS does have them as the biggest favorite on that slate against JDG. Oh, okay, so DFS got it right this time. <laughs> yeah, they got it right uh, this All time. Right, so here's the thing, right? Fun Plus are really linear. Uh, JD, the thing is, like, you gotta think. You gotta think. There's like a motivation factor here too, where Fun Plus are gonna be so pissed that they lost that series in the fashion that they did. The, the, you know the entire offseason. I mean, I I don't know how long the teams get the schedule in advance of the public or if it's the same time or what. But you got to think Fun Plus Phoenix had whatever the date was that they're playing JDG on marked on their calendar for the whole offseason saying, we're going to smash this team so bad in that first game. So yeah. to, to me, this is like a, this is a slam dunk for Fun Plus. I, and I, I like the minus 1.5. I, the, the money line's a slam dunk to me. Do you think JDG gets a game here? I don't think that's unreasonable. Yes. Oh, it's not unreasonable, but I bet the minus 1.5. I'm going to be heavy money line. Probably minus 1.5 here. Damn. Calvin, Calvin, you you sound like you're on JDG, bro. No, I'm not this time. Not this time. I I was looking at the 2-0 for Fun Plus. And I'm thinking that I'm gonna I probably lock it. I'm gonna like the Yeah, I'm gonna lock the two OG uh fun plus. Yeah, odds are good enough. I That's just, what I thought. It's really good. I mean I just think that JD could pull it off, but I don't know. Not yet. Fun plus is really good there, you know, so we'll see. The JDG last year, I was super high on them. But I pretty sh- I'm I was th- I'm positive they got so lucky at the end of the season. Yeah, <laughs> like super lucky they got three up by IG. It wasn't even a match. And I I fun plus Lily handed handled IG throughout the regular season. So yeah, not to do a fun plus this time. This time. All right, Sunday we have. This is how Dwayne will be celebrating when they beat JDG. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yes, we did it, boys. Nice. Uh, anybody got anything else on on this one, or oh, let's go to Sundays? Uh, LGD minus two seventeen. What? <laughs> Did I see that right? This is the weirdest game. The funniest this part is about the weirdest this, line I've ever seen. The funniest part about John. this though is I don't even think it's that far off. I don't either. John. But go ahead, Chris. John, this is, has to be your doing, right? John, <laughs> did doing. you move this that far? Victory 5, so I actually have a bet on this game already, and it is on Victory 5. Despite the After fact that I had... shitting on them all last episode? 
I have Victory 5 14th in my rankings of the LPL. 14th or 15th. But first game of the season, two terrible teams. I just decided to take Victory 5 plus 160. I have LGD above them in the rankings by a few spots, but I think if, if Victory 5 is going to get a win, it's like in the first couple weeks here. They might be able to pick some people off. And so I, th- I took plus 160 on Victory 5. I do think LGD is better, though. This is this is a classic thing where like I'm I'm being dramatic and and you know facetious about this, but the actual I think the actual smart bet here is is victory five because when you it's like we 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 always talk about this right. What do you do when you have two bottom of the table teams? Because I think LGD are a little bit better than the rest of the bottom of the table, but like they're still in that bottom tier, right? They're yeah. just like maybe a little bit more exciting than some of these teams, right? So when you have these teams that are clustered at the bottom of the table and you see one that's this heavily favored, you just take the dog. It doesn't just in on principle. I kind of like, I'll probably take the victory five two zero also for the same reason. Not, not yeah, for a lot, but like, you know, like a quarter unit. I'll probably end up doing that too. And like you say, it's not even because I, it's not because I think victory five is a good team. We haven't got to see either one of these teams this season. Victory five has some new players that could end up being very good. And LGD is just, we know what they are and they're not that good. So I think victory five could come out and get a win here. Cal, what do you think on this one? Dude, LGD is winning. I'm just plain and simple. I hate victory five. <laughs> I do that, think is LGD that, is, that is that definitely why? my favorite. <laughs> yeah, they lost Jinu. I'm sorry. Hard carry Jinu has gone. I'm agree. I, I agree with that. Uh, yeah, I think LGD should win, but the odds is out of whack. This is a coin flip game for me because of yeah. what you guys said. They are both bottom of the teams and, uh, well, best of threes. I think LGD should be minus 130. That's Big what I'm should be plus 115. Yeah, so That's what I'm thinking. This is one of those bets that kind of like questions your, uh, your, your metal in terms of like, you know, how much of a system or value better are you? Because, like, if, if you feel really confidently that LGD wins, but not by this much, like, it's still right to bet Victory 5, even though it feels bad, right? I'm probably going to be, like, light on the money line and then super light on, like, the 2-0 for Victory 5, even though I think LGD probably wins this. I, I agree. I think this should be probably, like, minus 150, min- like, between minus 130, minus 150 range. Like, LGD should be favored, but 217 is too much. Uh, WE against RNG. WE is plus 191. RNG minus 263. The minus 1.5 is at minus 116. I love RNG here. Yeah, I I like RNG I'm, a lot as well. I am in love with this pick. We're gonna, you tell me you're – I mean, look. I know RNG, they don't 2-0 people as often as we'd like them to. They're, like RNG and Invictus both do this. But WE do the same exact thing that they do, just worse. Right, and RNG made upgrades. So the argument against RNG, I think, is is the same ar- argument you have against EDG, where like they have the new player, and if they play the new player, maybe there's some chemistry or like, you know, developing that, like developing the chemistry issues, right? Like that's as I stumble over my own words here. Uh, that's the argument against RNG. But when you're getting close to even money on a team that we could could win the summer split. I don't think it's unreasonable to think they could beat Invictus. I think Invictus is the prohibitive favorite, but it wouldn't surprise me to see RNG take the summer down. So uh, again, like I think I think RNG outclasses WE at every position. Do you guys agree with that? Yep. Yes. I think all three RNG top laners are better than WE. Like, yeah, Poss is really yeah. bad. 
So 100%. I don't but think no one can beat Beijing. Beijing. Beijing versus Carso. Yeah, Carso is like better than Beijing though. That's, that's, that's the problem. It is the best week. Look, is RNG typically a slow start? Yeah, they they are yeah. slow starting teams, so that's another slow. argument against them. But that's I don't more think in often a summer the case split, in spring. Though. Yeah, that's more Not often the case. Summer. Okay, yeah, the, the summer only split angle come out hard. The only angle we need to fish for is to see what Uzi's contract says about his streaming. You know how that like, <laughs> wrapped us up in this beginning of spring split, that's where he was point. not allowed to play in the beginning. <laughs> Someone find his contract. Uh, are we all on RNG to two zero minus one point five, or are we too scared that they're going to drop a game? I think it might be a two one. Like, I'm I'll not going to bet this matchup at all. I don't like taking minus one point fives at negative odds. I like RNG a lot here. I think RNG is so much better than WE. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be probably I'll I'll probably be moderate on it because I don't think you're getting a lot of value. Like again, like negative. Usually you get plus odds on the on the handicap like that or on the spread. So we're not exactly getting good odds here. But I I have WE below Sino Dragon. <laughs> like I have WE below Sino Dragon. I have RNG above EDG. The difference in these games is that we're getting a ton of value with EDG, and we're not getting a ton of value with RNG. So I'll probably be moderate on this. Um, that's it for the LPL. Yeah, I got you. Um, that's it for the LPL. NA, we have uh, Saturday, Cloud9 minus 270 against FlyQuest plus 192. I did a little bit of extra research that might interest you guys, according to this. Go for it. Something stuck out in my mind. Uh, and so I decided to research it to see if it was true. And in general, Cloud9 usually loses at least one upset game in their first couple weeks. Something in my mind told me that anyway. So I just looked it up to see if it was true, and it is. So I actually bet against Cloud9 in both of their first two games where their opponents are getting really big odds. Not because I necessarily think that Cloud9 is like... I think they're way better than both of these teams, but... I think they're the kind of team that's likely to come out and do something funky, and they might get beat by either of the teams they're playing week one. So I, I put in a bet on FlyQuest in this game. Yeah, they're, they're also not, I mean, to, you know, spoiler looking ahead a little bit, they play Clutch on Sunday too. And I think Clutch and FlyQuest are both not bad teams. Well, Clutch potentially not a bad team, you know. So they're they're pretty good teams. I don't think the spread should be this far apart, especially in best of one. So I, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on both against Cloud9 for the same reasons as you, John. Like, they, they tend to drop games and then get it together as the season goes on. Chris, Calvin, any thoughts on this one? That's an interesting nugget. I probably will have a FlyQuest stack then. I'm a fan of the FlyQuest stack here. Actually, I'm a big fan of that. I mean, Wadid, right? Wadid. They were the one that got Wadid. <laughs> I will say right now, Wadid is playing was playing in Academy about 20 minutes ago, so I'm guessing that JJ is going to be starting for them, which surprises me. But I, I, I saw that Wadid I figured JJ Academy. would be the one starting for at least the first couple of weeks while they get acclimated, and then maybe. Um, Cal, any thoughts on this one? No, I don't really have anything on this game. I think I think Cloud9 is going to win. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, this one, probably the match of the week. Uh, Liquid minus 132 against Team Solo Mid minus 101. So, this, like, feels too obvious, right? Where... I already bet Team Liquid, man. Get yeah, out of here. Liquid, right there. Like, Liquid, Liquid <laughs> like, just, have, just got the finals on MSI. They're going to have the revenge. Like, literally everything is working against TSM here. 
like you have the the vengeance factor from finals where like TSM almost you know almost got them. You have uh, Liquid coming off of MSI, probably taking like a week off because they were playing the whole time. Uh, you have the jet lag thing. You have the letdown angle. Like everything. Like th- there's arguments against both, but I think like if you look at this line, it's like why isn't this just like you know Raffle Stomp Team Liquid, right? That makes the most sense. Now I'm I'm I am on Liquid, but I'm not like supremely confident here. It would not surprise me. But I think we're getting good enough odds here that like you're, we're not going to see Liquid at minus one thirty two the rest of the season. That's that's yeah, literally we'll that's never see it thing. again. I totally agree with people though that like there's a very reasonable chance that TSM wins this game, given all those factors. And TSM was good against them in general last yeah. season, but I just think Liquid is so much better than them at their core that I'll just take the minus. You're not going to see that out on Liquid again ever. Yeah, I, I don't think we're going to see better I'll than take... minus two hundred on Liquid even against like Cloud Nine the rest of the season. So we really might not. So yeah, I'm just taking. Li- I I'm just taking. Get, get in, get in while the getting's good because it's like the best you're going to see all year. Um, I'm just going to try to rapid fire go through these because I know we're running short on time here. So if anybody has thoughts on any of them, just jump in. All right. Uh, so we have CLG minus 104, 100 Thieves minus 127. I'm super heavy on 100 Thieves this week in both games. Really like 100 Thieves. I've got bets on them. Yeah, I'm. I basically broke my. I have. I have a self-imposed <coughs> limit on best of ones, and I'm breaking it for 100 Thieves in both these games. My my reason being. One, I'm really, like, we all talked about this already, but I'm really high on this team going into the split. Like, I I think they're going to bounce back. That whole thing we talked about earlier. I also think we're getting insanely good odds, and I think they're playing against, like, two of the worst teams in the league in the first two weeks, in in the first week in Optic and CLG. So, and we're getting really, really good odds (coughs) in both those games. So, I'm going to jump on it now. And I think, just like in, like, any sport, the best time to get value is before the game start and in week one because, you know, the books and the algorithms are going to adjust by that point or after that point. So the best value you're going to get is now. So I'm kind totally of breaking, my, I'm breaking myself in those limit on this, and I'm, like, super-duper heavy on 100 Thieves in both in both games this week. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Uh, more moderate, but I would do, like, 100 Thieves for both games as well. John, anything on this one? Nope, got the, all the money on 100 Thieves. Same as you. They're Right now they're priced as if these are the same quality teams. And just go back to the beginning of Spring Split and ask yourself how close these teams were thought of in quality before that. Yeah, would have been like, like minus I, 250. Like, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I'm big on 100 Thieves. All right, Optic minus 169 against Clutch plus 127. Calvin, take this one. Uh... My pick is a week. My pick is a week. I'm tailing. I already, I already put it in. <laughs> Did you already really? have the bet locked yeah, in. Yeah, I'm, I'm already in on it too. I'm, I'm with you on this one. I think it's, I think it's a really good spot for Clutch. Um, they really, like I said, their lineup actually looks really good compared to Optic. Optic keeps the same team. Um, obviously Crown's a hard carry, but I just think that with the meta where it's going right now, I their top, their top half is just way stronger than Optic. So. <clears throat> For me, this was like a, a, just as much a question, but like, should Optic be minus one sixty nine against anybody? Uh, yes, Echo Fox. Oh, all right. So you're really down. There. See, like, no, I, I think, think Echo Fox can beat Optic. <laughs> I think I those think two. Echo. See, I think Echo Fox and Optic is like even money. Like maybe minus one twenty plus one hundred. Like my, maybe Optic's minus one twenty, right? 
So like, why are why are they why are they this big a favorite against Clutch? Like, what? <sighs> oh, just easy. That's easy. They're I don't just know. using last year's rankings yeah. to make their to make the odds basically. And yeah, I'm big on Clutch too. Um, moving on, we have Golden Guardians minus one sixty four. Echo Fox plus one twenty three. I love Golden Guardians here too. Already got a bet on Golden Guardians. We're yeah. all on the same page, everybody. Yeah, I'm I'm moderate on Golden Guardians only because it's best of one in that team. They're, I don't think they're good enough to warrant like super heavy bet in a best of one on them because they can just punt any game. But I think they're enough better that they deserve to be. They should probably be like minus two hundred favorites. So we're getting some value on this. I think. I have a half unit on Golden Guardians. I'm yeah. also not super confident. Uh, that's it for Saturday, Sunday. For the record, that matchup is also the horror matchup from last season that cost me, like, five units oh, or however. Oh, yeah, I remember. Well, it was the Golden Guardians one. Echo Fox week one that cost gonna, me all the units last sweet week. vengeance? I'm going to try. Is that why you're a little gun shy on this? Had, yeah, last season I had five units or whatever. This season I got half a unit, so we're playing a little safer this time. All right, Sunday, Clutch plus 267, Cloud9 minus 385. We briefly touched on this. I think we're on Clutch just for value, right? Like, I think we all think Cloud9 is going to win, but not by, you know, minus 385 is what, like 75% or 70 Exactly that. Yeah, I think Cloud I think Cloud9 is going to win, but 100% I want to be on at plus 267 in a week one yeah. game. Clutch is a great team to be on. Yeah, I'm, I'm all over that. Uh, again, just jump in. Cal, Cal and Chris, jump in if you want to on any of these. I'm just kind of trying to get through because I know we got limited time here. Clutch, uh, no, nothing to add to it. All right, FlyQuest minus 125, Golden Guardians minus 103. I think these Ooh. lines are just about where they should be. These teams mm-hmm. are basically even money. Uh, I'm, I'd am i probably lean Golden Guardians, but probably a pass from me. I bet FlyQuest in this game. Yeah? Yep. I like FlyQuest. I like FlyQuest more than Golden Guardians last season. The only mm-hmm. argument for me that Golden Guardians is better is that they've grown more in the off season because I think FlyQuest was clearly better than them last season. And I like FlyQuest's coaching staff more than I like Golden Guardians' coaching staff. So if I was going to argue who I think would improve more over the course of the summer, I think it's FlyQuest. So. You have a bet on this, this... or no? You're just passing. Yeah, I already bet FlyQuest. Oh, I have a wow. ton of bets in this weekend. This is uh, a game that will tell me if Golden Guardians have improved or not over the over the off season. Although, how much can you take away from best of one? Yeah, that, that's season? the thing. Like, I want I want to feel <laughs> the same way as you, Chris, but it is best of one, but. <laughs> We'll get the we'll get the first uh, we'll get the first data point right. See. Yeah, mm-hmm. we shall see. But I would I would lean FlyQuest uh, myself. Cal, where do you where are you lying on this one? Oh, uh, my mic was muted. I said uh, I'm on FlyQuest as well. Okay, I, so, so yeah, I, I'm I'm pass I'm passing on this, but I'd lean Golden Guardians just because I think take the dog here. These are two evenly matched teams. <clears throat> um, Liquid minus five hundred. Echo Fox plus three thirty. I kind of wish this was like. I kind of <laughs> wish this was wish this was more. Like I kind of wish this was like minus a thousand, because then I'd take a shot on Echo Fox. But I'm not. I'm passing this one. Passing. Yeah. Uh, TSM minus four fifty five. CLG plus three hundred nine. Same logic. I'm passing. Although yeah, I think TSM pass. are more prone to throw a game than Liquid is. I think. But we'll see. I'm I'm passing this one. Yeah. On a yeah. And then 100 Thieves Optic, 100 Thieves minus 119 versus Optic minus 109. I'm the heavy, heavy duty on 100 Thieves. I bet 100 Thieves. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. A bunch of money on 100 Thieves. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to be parlaying both 100 Thieves games too. And that's going to be a pretty nice payout. No argument here. Looks good. All right. Pick of the week. 
Uh, I think we already touched on something. We didn't have any to talk about last week because we all passed. There were no games going on last week. Uh, I'm on 100 Thieves minus 127 at CLG on the first day. Uh, reason stated above. I picked uh, Clutch Why? plus 127. <laughs> I like that I, pick a lot, I like too. the Clutch one, yep. Um, mine's a little weird. I did not pick a game. I really think the best value bet you can make right now by a lot is Team Liquid Futures to win the NALCS at plus pick. 130. I love this pick. That is 43.5% implied odds. Do you really think there's a 55% chance that someone that's not Liquid wins the NALCS? It's unbelievable to me. Like, Liquid is no. like 70 Weren't they minus 120 to win last split? They were minus 170 to win last split. And this split And they're even somehow, better. Like, why? <laughs> when I bet them, this is I'll show you how much I moved this line myself. They were plus 175 when I bet them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I loaded it up on Team Liquid Futures at plus one seventy five. Joke. So now they're plus one thirty, but they're still the best bet you can make right now. I think. Unless this is like some Invictus like betting against themselves nonsense. Then. <laughs> All right. So, uh, hundred thieves, Liquid plus thirty uh, to win summer split. We didn't do Chris. Chris, you got who? Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I have EDG two O. Plus 196 is, like, super good odds. So I think I'm, I'm feeling a good week from us. We're coming in hot off of MSI. I'm feeling a good week from us this week, guys. And then we Let's have Calvin's there, Clutch, plus 20, uh, 127 against Optic. Any, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped for this. I'm hyped for everything to start up again. I've kinda, I kind of was getting weird. I was, I was like, man, I don't have to come home and write every day. This is a little bit weird. Like, I didn't know what to do. I started watching stuff. So I've been watching um, – you know, catching up on TV shows and checking out new albums and stuff like that. Uh, I went to Providence this weekend. That's what I did outside of league. Um, I went to Providence this weekend, played some Magic, uh, played a team event. Team events are such a blast. And uh, had a really good time catching up with some people. Providence is a – all these northeastern cities are real weird, like that aren't the major cities, like Providence and Hartford and, and like, a lot of these other northeastern cities because, like, nobody lives in the cities, so they're, like – it's kind of sweet if you find, like, the couple places for the nightlife, but, like, it's just, like, clean and quiet cities because no one lives there. It's, like, really bizarre, so kind of like you're living in, like, some, like, weird dystopian future. Like, I always feel weird every time I'm in, like, any of those cities as opposed to, like, Philly or New York or Boston where there's, like, you know, tons of people. So uh, thumbs up to Providence and thumbs down to Connecticut traffic. That's what, uh, that's what my sign-off will be this week. I like it. Chris? Oh, I thought you were going to say something. Since you no, I love it. I'm going to pull a Calvin. Stay hydrated. The summer's coming. Uh, part of it. Yo, it's um, real, though. Miami is hot, and it's get, only getting hotter. Yup. Uh, speaking of traffic where you left off, I am, if you guys don't hear from me, it's probably because it's some sort of like traffic-related incident. This is just bad traffic. I'm trying to learn how to survive again. It's been a long time since I've been back home. And now I'm here to stay. That's life. That's my life moving in the new direction. I'll be in the 305. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Cal, what's up with you, dog? Um, nothing. Just playing. Just throwing money in MLB DFS for some reason. So I go, I win like big the first like three slates. And I'm like, all right, man, should I take some out? Or should I play some more? I was like, throw it all away. I'm, I'm, riding, I'm riding the hot hand. 
and then I lose like half my bankroll, and I'm like, all right. So I'm just waiting for esports to get ready, <laughs> farm that money back up again. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's really nothing. So still on the still on the socks. Oh no, you were you were on the Bre- Brewers. <sighs> Dude, I don't even know. The Brewers who or Twins? Anymore. Who were you on? You were on the, the Twins, twins right? Yeah, you were I on the love twins. the Twins, okay. but they're gonna shut down. So no, uh, no advice this week because I really don't have any. Sorry. Dang, you gotta double up next week. I'm holding you. I know. Chris already took mine. Stay hydrated. It is getting hot out. Like, literally, it is hot. And it's in Illinois. I'm in Illinois right now. It's like five degrees one day and then like 100 degrees the next day. So, for real. All right, John, what's up with you, man? Uh, let's see. A, a quick thing, I want to give a bit of a shout out to uh, Esportspedia. Not because that I work for them or anything, but uh, when I was doing all my research, is none of the other Pedias had lineups up yet. And I appreciate there, there's Liquipedia, Gamepedia, and Esportspedia. I just want to give them a little shout out for having the lineups up uh, before the other things so that I can do my videos with a nice visual representation on the screen. So thanks for that. As far as my stuff I've been doing on the outside, I've been watching Westworld. Got through season one of Westworld. Uh, impressed. Impressed with season one. Very impressed. Uh, I'm interested to see how they have a season two because season one felt like the end of a movie. Right. Where it's like, I don't know how you keep this movie going from where we're exactly. at right now. Exactly. But uh, I'll say I love when the when they plant the seeds in a way that doesn't draw my attention. The seeds were all there, and my attention was just not drawn to the seeds, and that was great. That's well done. So, shout out to Westworld. Great first season. I'll let you guys know how I feel about the rest of it. Yeah, very, very good. There's all sorts of little Easter eggs and everything. It's sweet. It seems like definitely would be. Very, very good season. All right. uh, I think that's it. We got week one. Uh, Next week on the gamut, we have – we're going to do – we're going to have everything. We already did our power rankings for all the regions. You have all those out there now. We're going to have first weekend of games. We're going to have our first data points for every region. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening, and good luck this weekend. Good luck, everybody. Bet Team Liquor. <laughs> Let's do it. The Gold Card Podcast opening theme is Clouds by Harvey and the Hendersons. The closing theme is Wasp in a Hat by the Tea Club. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to never miss an episode.